I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Adam. I'm from Bristol and you're listening to Dane Baptiste Questions Everything. My question is, how do you think we can achieve world peace? All right, here comes the show. And remember, question everything. Hello everybody and welcome to Dane Baptiste Questions Everything, a podcast where myself, comedian, writer and occasional actor Dane Baptiste, my producer friend Howard Cohen aka The Hizza, Hello. and a mix of very special guests pose the questions that need to be asked and we are talking everything from... We are talking everything from Adam from Bristol's question, how do you think we can achieve world peace? We can't. Thanks Adam. <laughs> uh, speech, keep writing in. Howard, you fatalist. <laughs> Dane, can we? We, um, we can. Well, I guess world peace in terms of like how human beings interact with each other because most other species seem to be able Mm. to observe a symbiosis we only seem to be the problem so i would say that i guess only when we are faced with our own existence being under threat Mm. will we begin to prioritize uh peace or pax humana aliens anything else aliens that's the best way to get world peace aliens if they're coming they're not coming to make friends Mm. so that might that might be the one as well if the movies have taught us one thing it's that yeah they're Um, not here to make friends and why would they if they you know we history has taught us that colonizing doesn't tend to work out for the indigenous people. <laughs> well I think it's the same on an interplanetary level. Um, suffice to say, on this podcast, we ask and answer all of the questions, don't we, Dame? Absolutely. No question is too big, too small, too dumb, or too galactic for this show. And if you do like it, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from, and you'll never miss an episode. We can hear all of our very special questions being asked and answered by our very special guests. With that being said, on today's show is a duo who hosts a successful podcast, Sports Horn, which is a weekly sports radio parody. They are best known collectively for their comedy sketch, The Exploding Heads. They are both successful comedians and writers, and all also historic friends of the podcast and we have treaded the boards and worked the circuit together please welcome to the show anthony richardson and mark davies aka the exploding heads thanks very much that's uh, what a lovely introduction don't um, thank me except, thanks saffron except my my name was wrong that's my typo sorry <laughs> uh, can we keep I, that I, in I, please i read it like i was mark oh, Bert, run, like run fucking burgundy <laughs> so sorry <laughs> What's going on with Mark and his name changing? That seems like just, a real just a symbol now. Yeah, is there another Mark Davison <laughs> who's yeah, come along? For me, just like pronouns, I'm not going to question it. That's yeah. what your truth is. Yeah. I, I that's just what didn't want to be rude. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we're going with. To him. <laughs> and uh, you, you just barreled ahead. It's like, yeah, my yeah, name's yeah, right. I'm okay. fine. Great introduction. <laughs> Great introduction. Why we yeah. fucked his, my mate's name up? I'm just glad you didn't pronounce it Anthony. Yeah, that's what Americans do. I'm like, the H is there, but come on, we're not pronouncing the H. Yeah, it's worth pointing out that often, Dane, we don't know the people who come on this show sometimes we do a lot of comedians we do right and yeah. you know, a lot of people we don't and you know who, who knows whether we like them or not we actually really like and know these people we listeners do. we should just make that very clear despite what appeared to be a passive aggressive way of yeah no that forget, was an forget, awkward start forget your names <laughs> that was a very <laughs> awkward start <laughs> that you, guys it's good. It, it, you know we we will never think we're too big for our boots right yeah we will always be humble you, I, I was coming in quite Billy Big Boots, but you you tore me down a strip, and I respect you for that. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for coming on the show, Mark. <laughs> I just can. I just know that if you if you put uh, coal under pressure, diamonds are produced, and that's how that's I see right, you. Yeah. So yeah, you so are. It's going to be fine. 
coal-ridden diamond. Coal-ridden it's diamond. probably time for a question, isn't it, Dave? As the format of this show dictates before we uh, get, you know insult anyone else. Absolutely. Name. As our very esteemed guests, we'd like to invite you guys to ask the first question, which can be any question you'd like. A question that you have maybe come to- with together, or a question you perceive as more superior, depending on uh, which of the exploding heads uh, wants to ask the question. Um, which we'd like to discuss for about 15 minutes. And then Howard, my producer friend, would like mm. to pose a question to you guys. Discuss for the same amount of time. And then at the risk of being somewhat of a hack, I'd like to pose a question to you to ask for about, discuss for about a quarter of an hour. And then we would love for you to tell our listeners and viewers where they can find out about your great works, past, present and future. How Sounds does that good. sound? Very Sounds good. Good. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah. You can see why people like the show. <laughs> um, I, I, do you mind? I, I can, I can, Go for it, yes. I can do it. Yep. So the question is, it's quite a deep one, mm. but I know you enjoy deep questions. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Uh, if time travel were invented, should it be made legal? Mm. Now, retort would be, where have you guys imagined this question from? I assume you're in time travelling. I was assume... thinking about time travel, right? Mm. And um, so, so I was thinking about it because I was... This isn't connected to what I was doing at the time, but I think I just saw something about time travel and I just thought, God, I hope it doesn't exist because if people went back in time and saw what I was doing in my own... Pro- you know, that I don't want... Once I went to the Oracle Shopping Centre in Reading... Yeah, I've been there. As an adult, I had an accident in my trousers and I I just panicked you and can, flushed... You can, you can use profanity on this podcast, I, by the way. I shat myself... There you go. ...in <laughs> Reading... <laughs> Um, and I was, in the I was poorly in the Oracle. Well, right. it wasn't in the Oracle, but I nipped into the... It was on Gun Street, right, near the, where the Purple Turtle oh, used to be. I, I, yeah, remember it well um, my university days. All of these things sound like euphemisms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was passing the Purple Turtle on Gun was Street. Inspired and, yeah, by the Purple Turtle. turtle. Yeah. Shut myself. Yeah. Uh, I was feeling poorly. Shut myself. Went into the Oracle because their the cleanliness of their toilets is mm. second to none in Reading. Mm. And that's a, you know, you've got to... Be careful where you go to the toilet and sure. ready. And I panicked. And I was an adult and I flushed my pants down the toilet. Right, right. Caused a blockage and a flood and maintenance yeah. had to come out. And, and six people died. And six people <laughs> tragically right. lost yeah, their lives. Yeah. And I thought yeah. to myself, I don't want time travel to exist. Because if someone went back, if my wife went back and saw that... Mm. That would end in divorce. I don't what, think she could look at me the same way again. What fascinates Actually, me, though, about... Sorry, about to say, fascinates me about that is, you know, all the possibilities. Of, you know, the, imagine yeah. what you could do if you could try and travel. And the thought that, you know, it's going to end up with just your wife coming back to find out that you shat yourself at the Oracle in Reading. It seems it, it, a waste. I, I'm all for going back in time and killing baby Hitler. Sure. But if it's at the expense of my missus finding yeah. out that I did that in the Oracle in Reading, I, I'm weighing it up and I'm thinking... Hmm. Ah. Does she know about it? it no, she doesn't. Right. No, is she, she going to listen to this? No, she doesn't listen to anything I do. It's great. Right. Okay. She barely knows he exists. <laughs> uh, but or, the... or, or is it the case that she does know and then chooses oh, to ignore? Oh, no. Yeah. She'll probably know. Was, was yeah. there someone looking at you in an overly familiar style <laughs> as you were in that toilet <laughs> who did, ran off and did, disappeared? Did maintenance seem strangely familiar <laughs> yeah. while being judgmental? Because, <laughs> yeah. Serving yeah. me with paper. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, Mark, have you ever time travelled? I don't think so. Yeah, I think forward. I would you have go remembered. forward by a second every day, every now. Just me, <laughs> yeah. <Because everyone>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, no, no, you've not done the big the big jumps or anything. You're not I don't think the, you know, so. I okay. think I'd remembered. Mm. Yeah, I think it, uh, it's important to bring up movies. We're going to have to go into the movie territory. Don't we live our lives? Are there any lives. time travel movies? It's, well, there's a lot of important it's just, it's ones to talk than about. Studying quantum mechanics and uh, string yeah. theory. Well, so my research for this, I slipped down that rabbit hole, and I I understood. Less than a single percent of it. Right. It's so complicated. We, we can come on to that later. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the same as I, lo- I think a lot of uh, quantum physicists. Their their understanding is 
literally at one percent, I think, at this stage as well. So mm-hmm. you're doing pretty well. They're, they're, they're just they're, they're just bullshitting their way through it, aren't they? They're, yeah, they are at these high power conferences just making shit up, and got, got to remember, no one knows enough to challenge. Relativity them. is still a theory. Mm. That's yeah. right. Because yeah. trying, trying to link all of them is uh, was a uh, you know I guess. I wouldn't say failure, but it's it's been one of the harder parts, obviously, of uh, rec- quantum mechanics and the study. Sorry, uh, do you reckon um, a scientist has been that close to inventing time travel, but they've shut themselves in the Oracle in Reading, mm. and they don't want to open that wormhole? It, we, we won't know until this podcast goes out, mm. and then we will know <laughs> because it will know because if, if if when we listen to it back this section doesn't exist anymore oh and someone went and stopped that and I'd love to know if that person does go and stop you shitting yourself at the Oracle in Reading why didn't you do something more important with yeah. your time because uh, it seems like a waste I mean you look at the Back oh. to the Future movies mm. I mean my favourite tra- time travel film is Time Cop uh, everyone familiar with the uh, <laughs> yeah, Jean-Claude not... Van Damme <laughs> yeah. Time Cop film I think <laughs> that's the most Dave, your laughter is yeah. a little bit suggestive <laughs> no, of you mocking me it's here, a laugh but... of, no that's a laugh of familiarity <laughs> oh. which I guess is with a slight air of contempt because that's what familiarity <laughs> brings but no I'm well aware I just think <laughs> contempt for me or the film or no the film yeah, yeah, cool. there's only one it's point 190 episodes it's, in so it's about yeah. time nah really. it's, just, it's, it's the film but yeah. uh no, I, I think uh, well, time travel is possible. It's just that our understanding of time travel is a uh, is you have to remember that time itself and existence of time itself is theoretical mm. because we have have no accurate way of measuring it. The closest we have is this Sumerian base sixty that we use to measure time, but li- time does not happen in a linear fashion, which is why when we think of travel, travel is normally about being able to move in a stated direction. Well, if there is no direction, then it's very hard to see how time works out. But I think that time travel exists. First of all, psychologically. So when you recall past events like of trauma mm-hmm. or embarrassment, you, even though you're not physically present at the Oracle, the chemical releases that come from that, whether it's like either the ones from adrenaline from the fear of that happening or the embarrassment, and then the subsequent endorphins that are released because you are like, oh, I'm not in that same place anymore, is an example of time travel because your mind is able to go back to the same point and... Uh, the same chemical processes will follow that experience. The other type of time travel we see is uh, looking at the sun. Because of the light years it takes for sunlight to reach mm-hmm. the UK, following just following, the, I guess, the trajectory of said photons is time travel because you're seeing a window or like a wormhole of the sun, how it looked how many thousands of years ago. That's right. So we do have examples of time travel. It just doesn't happen in the way we understand it. And uh, In, I, I, in I, a DeLorean. Yeah, or, or DeLorean, but the, I think I think yeah. The thing is that uh, it's not whether or not. Uh, t- I think I guess it's, it's a good philosophical question because the idea is that if people would go back and change stuff, and that could have a negative effect or a large butterfly effect, is that something that needs to be regulated? Mm, that's and true. I guess and, I, and that's a philo- philo- uh, philosophical time cop. Question. Yeah, we're literally yeah, talking about the film time cop. But then I would say yeah. that uh, with law enforcement, yeah. whether whether it's of a temporal or normal nature is the I guess for me the question is is prevention better than cure if we acted as we should in the present we wouldn't need to ponder our past to consider whether or not we go and change it so mm-hmm. I guess the example I would use is like I guess the climatological crisis instead of going back in time and killing people that came up with like a combustion engine if we just in, harsh, with, with, with view exactly but with view of our future why do we not uh, 
just have more environmentally sound practices mm. so then we won't have to go in the past or worry but we wouldn't worry about our future if we acted properly in the present because like even the hitler one is an interesting one but mm. why stop at that why stop at that you kill could the, kill the shicklebergs in the first yeah. place you could mm. kidnap james corden before he gets his big break then again but then but then we could argue is there then if you were to go and do observation of a james corden or a hitler for example is there are there not aspects of their life or maybe traumas mm. that allow them to form this superiority inferiority complex or for them to normalize ideas of hatred that you could change anyway yeah. because fascism i don't believe began at the singularity that is hitler he may have had ideas but people had to act out his orders or execute his orders for that to work he didn't kill six million people by himself watch teletubbies going back yeah. to your point about the sun if you look at the baby in the sun there yeah. that's actually a baby from two billion years ago yeah there you go Looking good You'll for their it. age as well. <laughs> so if you and, saw uh, that baby now, yeah, it would be just dust. Yeah, but then that dust is still part of the Big Bang. <laughs> That's right. So it all comes full That's circle, right. really. That that dust, which is a collection of like various what, yeah. carbon That's atoms and the like, is. yeah, it's all part give of you thing. each a chance to go and time travel for one thing. Yeah. Anthony, you're going to stop yourself shitting and ruining the plumbing system well, of the Oracle. Th- this is this is what well, you played your thing. pick now, mate. It's too you, late now. You'd, you'd go back and you'd place a bet. To become rich, you're you? fucking so, Marty McFlying Back to the Future doing this shit. You see, well, that's why I'm saying Biff there's got to really. be regulation. Yeah. Biff, yeah, You've, there's got to be regulation. The betting companies would go under straight away. The gambling industry would be no more. Well, sounds you like a good move, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> you can't do it. You Thanks can't. For sponsoring the show, can't, that can't be legalized. Well, well, that is one of the theoretical objections to time travel being possible, in that you can't you can't change the present. Because otherwise, and I've already kind of caved in on my, on the logic that I tried to follow earlier. But you, you can only if you if time travel is possible, you can only go back in time and do things that would have happened anyway. Yeah, you you can't. That's so boring. Do, yeah, <laughs> there's no point in going because you're just going to do otherwise exactly it, the same thing. Paradox, isn't it? Because if yeah. you go back in time and you uh, change the effects, there are a number of little ripple effects. Like, because for example, like I said, the the detrimental effect on the gaming industry could have an effect on your understanding of it mm. or where you would be. Part Participating That's in it, right. which would create the paradox in the first place. Yeah, so, which, which means you could go back in time and do something completely unrelated to your direct life, like killing Hitler as a baby. But that would lead to you not being born, and yeah. that's not possible because he was mum, grandma's mum. <laughs> you anything, were baby Hitler. You fancy- <laughs> <laughs> in case you, you fancy doing twist- <laughs> what do you fancy changing? I, I, I would like to go back to the time of King Arthur and take right. a laptop with me and just be a kind of. Just, wizard just be even cooler than merlin they'd yeah. burn you as a witch yeah. straight away yeah probably especially when the battery ran out and i like, couldn't, couldn't <laughs> make, it, make it do that thing again <laughs> or if they asked me how it worked oh, i don't know yeah they just play solitaire i think like, the God, theme guys. of going back to ancient times and, and asserting power in that kind of era might appeal to a lot of people uh, game of thrones you know is that, is that historically accurate game of thrones as in as in i think people have fantasies about fantasy stuff that's from the real world even, even lord of the rings which obviously is not a real world but it feels quite real as you look at star wars that feels like complete madness you couldn't go back to star wars, i don't know could you? it did happen a long long time long ago. time ago in a galaxy far far away howard <laughs> to say it didn't happen yeah. at all i didn't read the beginning. which is the yeah. other genuine theory about time travel isn't it yeah. that it's it's only possible if the multiverse theory is yeah. proven yeah. like you go back in time and you do kill hitler but you're not doing it in the universe that you currently inhabit yeah you've fallen through into another parallel universe where hitler doesn't grow up and found the nazi party yeah. He gets in the way he gets into art college and then yeah. just makes these really kind of naff mediocre like uh tat that you find like at like, like greetings cards. Yeah, greetings yeah. cards and stuff, yeah. Yeah. Ick Lieberdick. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. They'd still have an yeah. undercurrent, though, of tension. We'd still have an edge, wouldn't it? Be edgy version think, of Clifton's guard. I think if we time travel, Dane, we yeah. should go back and bring solar panels to like the 50s. Yeah. And I think that would have a knock-on effect for the whole of society. I, I think I think that's a very noble intention, but I think the we'd also make a killing, mate. Oh, or we'd be killed by the people <laughs> at the inception of the petrochemical industry. Yeah, if they were, if you were providing an alternate energy source compared to the oil people, with like was, OPEC and stuff, yeah. they would get. I was just cycling past out, some. Yeah. I was just cycling past loads of. I was noticing how many there are now. Loads of people got solar panels. I was thinking this would have made a really good sense. 50 years yeah, when, ago when, when yeah. it was possible to stop oh, electric, electric cars were out like 30 years ago as yeah, well milk yeah. Flights. Yeah. yeah there you go yeah. so it was always there I think I think for me I guess and without sounding too wanky I try to uh, ponder my existence as part of a larger expanse of humanity in general so I don't know you know with a population of 9 or 7 billion why what what does it serve for me to go back in time more than anybody else i mm. mean the, you think about the amount of humans like even my own personal journey who would have gone overboard during the middle passage or have died during Jim mm. grow are they be- am i better than them or any more deserving of life probably not it's just a function of happenstance that i am here and i think it's i think when you talk for me when you talk about science fiction or like time travel i i regard it in the same way as kind of cloning is that i try to respect the idea that my existence now is the culmination of a number of genetic uh, mm. triumphs as well as like social triumphs. So these people sacrifice. So this is my time. And I guess I try and do it with time travel is that like, this is my time. So I don't have to tra- travel anymore. My journey is the present I'm supposed to be living in. And I guess I'm trying to maybe create a framework for there to be a future. So the reason why I can't, so I, yeah, I can't really think of a time I go, unless I could not affect anything. I'd probably like to go back and go to a few concerts. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. is it possible to look. go back yeah. as yeah. like a ghost? So if you imagine as an like, observer, yeah, just, as yeah. an observer, so like in, you're sort of intangible, a, yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. You're a, yeah. Maybe that's what ghosts are, or what people see as apparitions are Absolutely. people that like time travel and this like, yeah, it have a glitch. More realistic, right? Yeah, you could just go back and you'd just witness. Yeah. things it, from like almost like behind that would a glass be amazing window. because yeah. then you'd be under no pressure of I, I might fuck this up no yeah. exactly you, you just have a look and I but, think that, that's the most safe form of time travel so we used to, for me you know now they've got like these uh, space journeys now you can go into orbit mm-hmm. I think that would probably be the way for commercial uh, viability of time travel yeah that's probably the only way it could work is that you there's like a, a room maybe there's contact made with like a military or maybe that's what Area 51 is you go to Area 51 you get to view like a few concerts and stuff from a, a safe, observable distance, or maybe you get to see the dodo before it went extinct. Oh, that, yeah. yeah, you're there for like an hour and a half. You're probably like a good half a billion down because it's going to be for the very elite, like you know, like the show Westworld. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. you go. That's what Westworld is kind of, isn't it? It's yeah, trying to recreate that same travel, kind of thing. Yeah, time travel, you know, manageable, and that probably be the, the best way. But then have any sex with robots, though. Yeah, but then if they're sentient have robots, sex with then the dodo. Yeah, yeah, or have sex yeah. with the, you probably shouldn't. <laughs> well, that's a good place to end that conversation, isn't it? <laughs> wait, wait, can dodo. I ask which concerts would you see? Um, Woodstock. I would like oh, to see. Woodstock. I'd like to see Summer of Soul. Yeah, yeah, uh, that was great. Uh, I'd probably want to see Michael Jackson in concert once, uh, twice, and uh, I'd probably like to be at like um, Washington for like Martin Luther King's speech. Mm. Yeah, and maybe just f- feel how palpable the energy yeah. and the hope would have been. Then I would probably like to see that. Yourself, so. Mark? Uh, I, I Aqua would... in the mid nineties. Aqu- yeah, Barbie Doing Girl. Barbie yeah. Girl, Top of the Pops. Crazy Frog never performed live as far as I'm aware but I wouldn't mind having a rummage in the archive to see if that could be possible (laughs) I've just realised I have travelled in time 
I've I had New Year's Day three times when I was flying back from New Zealand. That's and that's what we're talking about, that, listeners. Yeah. That's a proper brain right there, listeners. Um, <laughs> seen it all. Uh, so we've travelled through time, 15 minutes of time, uh, with that lovely question. Thank you for the question, guys. Good question, right there? It is a great question. I like a nice, nice theoretical but meaty, not yeah. too niche. We'll be back after this. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to the show. So let's see if uh, my question can match. I probably I'm not sure it relies on us talking a little about your work guys almost as though I'm trying to promote it um, <laughs> you you guys are doing comedy for a long time yeah it's very funny I'm a football fan so I like it especially uh, and you've been doing this thing recently it's like a fake phone-in day I don't know if you've seen it yeah and, and Anthony's the, the guy in the studio and Mark Davison is the guy uh, who calls in uh, his name is Colin, Colin, can Colin we, from I mean, Portsmouth. And we could play a clip, or you could just give us the give us the sound of Colin from Portsmouth, if you wouldn't mind, Mark. I know I'm putting you on the spot. You're welcome, uh, but you are an actor. You can, just, you can do it. <sighs> All right, Colin from Portsmouth is on the line. Hi, I am Colin. disgusted, Anthony. Absolutely disgusted. Why, why, why are they making schoolgirls wear trousers? <laughs> Not having it. So <laughs> beautifully done, wonderfully done. Like, like too loud. And, and so I, I, I've, I've watched. I mean, I've watched all of the all of Colin episodes. Enjoy him immensely. And um, if I was to describe Colin, I would say he is the opposite of woke. Is that yeah, fair? That's right. That's not far uh, off to an extent. So he's my not, question he's not was going to be metrically opposite, but, but he'd describe himself as anti-woke. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. He he would without I, fully understanding what he's saying. Yeah. Of course, <laughs> there's there's depths and nuance to the the the, 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 the but on on the surface to the average punter, yeah. I yeah. think he's the opposite of woke. So what is the opposite of woke? Is my question. Is it is it just cunt? Uh, or is it, oh, uh, no, no, it's probably some, not. Some people would argue, however, that likening a uh, being anti woke to female genitalia is. I think that word's well. moved on. We've got to leave that. You can't. It's not for you to say, Howard. It's you not for you to say. A woman describe it as. Her, her her c word. Sometimes they do. It's, well, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an act of reclamation. But I've never had a partner a who's been say. like, "Oh God, my cunt is really, you know." Like, <laughs> no woman has ever done that. Not in that context. Howard. I'm just pointing out we should move the word to a place of, uh, you know, it's in neutrality. Yeah, I'm going to now. consult the women in the room and ask you for your viewpoint. <laughs> They're all shaking their heads. Fine. <laughs> okay. What's the opposite of woke? <laughs> Good question. What is the opposite of woke? Because Colin's it. Colin is a version of it. Well, the the only thing I'd say that slightly dents that theory is that we deliberately try and mix him up such mm. that he will call Anthony up for incorrect use of a pronoun mm. just because that's f- 
funny to us to have this person that is ostensibly anti-woke, like yeah. you say, but then he'll throw a curveball in, and it's like, oh, what's your pronouns, Anthony? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you're just not expecting it. And, and I, I mean, I've spoken elsewhere at length about this, but Colin is based on a real person. Right. I can't reveal who he is because... He's it. Anthony's Anthony. He's here. <laughs> yeah, it's really <laughs> awkward. We've gone really deep awkward, awkward, yeah. but, but this is a nice person tattoos. I know well and, and care about. And so I, we don't ever want to just highlight this is an idiot that you should laugh at. We have mm. been accused of that, mm. um, and people make all kinds of assumptions about my own background and think I'm kind of upper middle class laughing at the working class. They know nothing about my background. I'm, mm. I'm none of those things. Um, but it, it, it's important to us that – sorry, this is a very serious answer to a, a no, potentially frivolous uh, – if you were expecting a frivolous response, I'm sorry to disappoint yeah. you. The The – the, there's a whole swathe of the population that, that were lied to mm. and feel justifiably angry and they're just misdirecting that anger. Yeah. And, and we never want to just laugh at Colin. He's always... There has to be an undercurrent of empathy with where he's coming from. Mm. Uh, and ultimately... I mean, this is very lofty, but I would love to kind of change voting habits because of Colin. Mm. I don't think I'm going to. But it's that, a tough that's, gig. that's the yeah. that's the dream. It is a tough gig. Um, it's just all this culture wars bullshit, isn't it? It's so it's boring. Just, the culture wars. Yeah. The, the the binary definition of who people are based on the digital revolution. You're either you're either here or you're wrong. I realised the other day that the phrase that we heard for years, uh, which is, well, it's political correctness gone mad, yeah. now seems like fucking. Diet, 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 coke of what we're fucking living Absolutely. in. Absolutely. And, 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 and yet at that point, I don't know how long I'd say that is, let's say eight years ago when that, let's say that phrase was banded around all the time back then. It was like, you know, eight, think back eight years ago. Well, where were we? Okay, so like, was, was David Cameron was in charge, right? It was like, you know, like diff- yeah. It's definitely, things have escalated <laughs> pretty dramatically. Well, the, the phrase that really disturbs me, although it's accurate, is post truth. We're living mm. in post-truth that world. I mean, the, how that's can the that be yeah. even possible? Yeah. Every subject you read, you know which side of the debate is woke and which is anti-woke, mm-hmm. straight away. So you look at the report today from the ONS saying that for the first time ever, that Christianity is a minority Correct, yeah. religion in this country behind secularism, I think. You know, you know where people stand on that, yeah. don't you? So, like, an example for Colin for that would be he's disgusted with the lack of Christianity. He's not a Christian himself, but he wants other people to be. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just that's you just know what side of the debate these almost caricatures. And it's all it's all done by grifters on the internet. Mm. Piers Morgan, you know, Elon Musk, you know, just amplifying these... Uh, opinions and saying right you've got to believe this and people just start doing it. So, so we're slightly treading a dangerous tightrope in that there are a small percentage of our followers who think colin's great and just tells it like it is and <laughs> that's deeply disturbing to both no, of i us. saw a few of them outside earlier they're really excited <laughs> to see no, you it's very similar so al murray has a very similar exactly thing, that's right yeah, yeah, al yeah, murray so. alf garnet before him yeah. the thing you're satirizing you become and mm-hmm. that's that's a horrible fate and we're very keen to avoid oh, that. i just think people th- this is a trouble though you think people are being ironic but then when do people stop being ironic and start it's like the alt-right mm. they were they were ironically fascist at the start and then they just became fascist to an extent, didn't they? 
Well, it's just, uh, more normalized it was. It's like, you know, I yeah. guess in, in comedy, see, the thing with comedy is that you have experiences with uh, making commentary on the darker recesses of your brain and understanding that some of these are just fleeting states of being where you become misanthropic and mistrusting of humanity through having a shitty day or, you know, a bad date can have a brief period of uh, maybe an air of misogyny because of your views of rejection or a brief stint of, of involuntary celibacy. We can all be capable of these states. What you tend to find is that now, because we are now sharing our consciousness online, we can crystallize these temporary states of being and then begin to galvanize or have people rally around this belief system for the purpose of them being monetized. Because really, someone who is a who's not woke, I guess, I would say their disposition is no real different to someone who's considered woke. Because all you're doing really is expressing yourself for the purposes of data. Someone and uh, I would say the uh, opposite of being woke is someone who is really being rudely awoken. I think a lot of people that are described as anti-woke are basically having to confront the uh, end or the, I guess the uh, decoder of their their life experience and their journey, and they are watching as the world is beginning to change before their eyes in in a drastic way that they've not they don't really able to catch up with. And people tend to be able to respond very defensively to that. And because, and the main reason is, I'd say, is that we are trying to use digital language to describe the human condition. And the problem is mm -hmm. that uh, digital language is literally binary. It's zeros and ones. Yeah. And that's made us now try to contextualize our existence and our experiences along binary lines as well. So if you say, I like this, because that's the one, the zero is, well, I hate it. So... I might say I don't like peanuts. I don't wish for peanuts to exist, disappear from the face of the earth. What have you got against peanuts? Yeah, mate? why are you so anti-peanuts? Peanuts? Jesus. Yeah, this is it. Well, listen, you know, is what they what they've done in the past. Who knows yeah. where they're from? Are they even indigenous to this country? Oh, they're, not even a, they're not even a nut as well. <laughs> they're a legume. Yeah, yeah, well, there you legume. go. So they're also what deceptive. They they're also deceptive as well about who they are. So, Sneaky but, little bastards. Right there you go. And if you follow, and according to some research, do your own research on the internet. Yeah, you'll find that yeah. there were several peanuts present at 9-11 there were wow they found loads of peanuts in the rubble yeah. I'm just saying what yeah. don't peanuts burn at 3,000 degrees yeah. Yeah. there you go yeah. Yeah. lots of roast Jet peanuts were found at ground zero peanuts. and I believe they have got a relationship with Russia not only that what did they serve on the plane to people on those flights <laughs> Why don't tell do me it was peanuts? Planes the research is out peanuts. there, Mark. That's what I'm saying. It was peanuts. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Now, a lot of people want to walk around talking about pretzels and shit, yeah. but there were definitely peanuts yeah. on that plane. Shit. But the... the wooden wooden I've got, snacks. I've got a quick question about pretzels. Why are there two different types? We're still going to have careers after this. <laughs> <laughs> Why are there two different types of pretzel? Why are there the little ones that you get in a bag and then the big ones in Germany that are made out of bread? The size of your head. You've already what? had your question, mate. What? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, why are there? Yeah. No. Saffron, if you do the research, that'd be great. Um, <laughs> but the research is out there. The, the, the thing that I've become slightly obsessed with uh, in regard to this whole kind of... Because I really must say, listeners, go and find these sketches because they are very funny. And they really, you know, it is a really interesting... Like you, There's one where it goes on for like... Three days. Yeah. Is that really how long it was? Because I really, I wonder what happened to my kids. Um, but uh, no, I really do, I enjoyed it. And I, I was listening to something last night about how kind of our brains are so skewed by our information from these phones now. It is, it, it really does feel like it. we're in very kind of 
I don't know. It would, it'd be fair to say, like, different reality. Like, it, like, an actual different reality that is, like, this phone provides you with this portal. There we are. To leave your reality. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. yeah I, th- I mean, when, when Trump came to power, there was a serious article in the New York Times, and I'm sure other people expounded on this theory as well, the, the gaming theory of reality, mm. where there, was, there were hardcore scientists positing that we are just pawns in a massive virtual game, mm. and... The the boffin that was at the controls has just left it, and and his three year old son is now at the controls, and that's why Brexit happened. That's why yeah. Trump was in power, and that's why every nothing makes sense anymore. If yeah. if you if you had any kind of handle, and, it, and, on and for a lot of people, it doesn't have to. And and maybe as the thing is that as you know, this technology, and 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 it's a really interesting point because all all of everyone's ideas kind of intersect because as Howard says, we're kind of living in a, a metaverse, and we're in a post truth era. And I guess the reason why is because the uh, creation of this metaverse can feed into all of your senses, just as mm-hmm. our reality does as well. And so because of that, you know, we are now there's the existential question of what is true all the time now. Yeah. Because any truth or any lie, if you want endeavour to find it enough, what we refer to as echo chambers, we could also you look at as other planes or other alternate realities. The multiverse theory of time travel. Precisely. And now we have it. The question really was, were we ready for it? Yeah. Because these phones, as you said, Howard, by the merit of them maybe satisfying most of our intellectual needs, because a lot of stuff we have on smartphones are things that we're all the generation we fantasised about. You can talk to someone in another country in a video call, yeah. just like yeah. in Star Trek. We have holographic projections now that can project people that we've never seen before. You can... Now watch video. Watch videos. Video. Watch You can look at your clothes. You can have clothes. You can have a clothes fit. You can have clothing fitted. You can create a VHS effect on your phone if you want to have yeah, nostalgia. Yeah. You can even have your see how your clothes fit based on your phone can scan and give you dimensions. Your phone can even monitor your heart rate now and your health. It it did. It's uh, it, my phone saved my life this, earlier this year. Yeah. Your, pho- your phone can tell Dave, you. He has put it well, against his when so, he stop breathing. Yeah. Like that. But it can, if you fall over and, you're, and, you're, and well. your phone can detect this stuff now, even and this is happening against the backdrop where people that we perceive as anti-work were saying, be careful because 5G is going to get into your brain. There is no device needed yeah. that has to be subversively enter your bloodstream. You carry it around with you. Yeah. As, even as I'm saying this, it's hearing everything we say. So yeah. anything you express as a wish or a desire is recorded for data and then it knows exactly how to market to you. Everyone does online dating now. We've already told, before we even told other human beings, we've been telling this machine the affairs of our heart and our innermost desires for years. Yep. And then we go back to it, give it with our yearning, the things we don't share with anybody who's not in a bed with us, we are given to this machine and giving up our spirits to the machine. That's right. And we're, we still don't know what the effect of that is. But I would say that's all been facilitated. What it means is that it's removed that part of the human centre where we want to innovate and show ingenuity in order to provide for the existential gaps we've had in our lives. Yeah. Because before, if someone you love died, the only thing you could do is look at pictures of them. Now there's algorithms that exist which will mimic their facial movements enough that you can get a black and white picture of someone who died during World War Two, and they can almost mimic the movement. So you can have someone back from the dead. Yeah. Just slightly. They can even do the voice now, right? And the voice. but And that's the, that's, that's the commercially available technology. They all sound like Kermit the Frog. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> For now. But that's the commercially available technology we have now. But at a larger, I would say, military-industrial level, deep fakes can be used very effectively. I just saw Will Ferrell doing an Asda advert as Elf. Yeah. I was really freaked out by that. Right. How well it can be done. So we're now at this point now where... Because all of the inclinations of most human beings, including most one of our most important ones being like our loneliness and validation, are now facilitated by these phones, it's left us to be able to regress 
back to our old peasant times, which is why you're seeing this resurgence of such regressive belief, I believe. Yeah. This is now your pitchfork and torch. Mm. If you see something you don't like, before, if a celebrity something you didn't, you didn't like, you could just tut and be like, what a dick. Yeah. I can message them now and call for their head yeah. and call for them to be cancelled. Yeah. And, and it has an effect. And it has an effect. Yeah. That's, that's a level of democracy as human beings we have never seen. That's right. And we never, and some of us had the privilege of not having to participate. What I would say is democracy as human beings in its most earliest inceptions clearly gave way to aristocracy where we were like, probably not everyone should say something at the village town hall. So we will elect a representative <laughs> yeah. to speak on our behalf. And that's what we are lacking is that we don't have aristocrats in the digital or the metaverse that speak on our behalf. Now that someone like Elon Musk has bought Twitter, I'm not sure how that's going to change. Mm. What it definitely means is that if we are now giving up our true ghosts and ideological selves to the machine and the machine has that information, it's not, oh, it's not going to be that long before it learns how to manipulate said information and data to tell us how to think and feel and how to dream. Well, well we're, the, we're pretty uh, much there already, yeah. I'd say, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we are, we are the product. Yeah, we're the product. And now there is a new dominant species. And that is the difficult conversation that, yeah. that Colin from Portsmouth is having, is that he is used for years of being the dominant species. And I think these things, and so people have to listen. Yeah. But now, in this new world of democracy, where everyone can arguably have a voice, even if it's dissenting towards you, even if normally through normal discourse, you could reach a mutuality, there is now enough walls that we can create for ourselves within our, tr- within our own perceived truths. Yeah. that we don't have to discuss or have those interrogated by other people. Like, for comedians, we can probably deal with it a lot better because we're used to being heckled. Yeah. But a lot of people are not necessarily used to being heckled before or having their ideas challenged. And so a lot of people, especially online, everyone's a comedian. Because nowadays, if yeah. something happens, everyone's got a joke or a quip yeah. for any bit of phenomena, but not everyone's used to dealing with the backlash of it. Yeah. That's true. So that's it. People are... Being an artist was one of the ways that any person, if you were part of the working class or from a disenfranchised group, could observe social mobility or have the gift of democracy or having a voice where normally that would be reserved to the high echelons of society. Now we can all do it. It means we can all feel like celebrities and deal with, and we can all taste fame. But remember, not everyone knows the price of fame. And now we're kind of work, trying to, we're working it out. And as it's happening, there's a new species that really represents all the things that we're afraid of. Like they don't care about how we, like AI doesn't care about sexual orientation it doesn't care about gender doesn't really care about history doesn't care about work like it doesn't need to sleep so it doesn't need workers rights or so therefore doesn't need to care about industrial or professional aspiration because it just is and what and depending on how we act will determine what that's going to be in the future so I guess Colin really is like and the opposite of anti-woke really is all of us is that uh, asleep asleep yeah, and also it's just worth pointing out that the 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 character Miles Dyson from the Terminator films, R.I.P. R.I.P. What uh, man? Slowly, Dane, you're getting there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> We've been doing this podcast a while now. Yeah, a few years ago, the way you were talking about AI, I was like, mm, yeah. Now you're literally sounding like Miles Dyson from the Terminator 2 film. So well he, done, mate. He tried to there. stop it. He tried to stop it. And you know what happened? He was in the best Terminator film, yeah. and they killed him when he was Big trying mistake. to stop it. Big what did they do after that? Let the franchise continue and get worse and yeah. worse yep. and yep. worse. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's no, that, we, we could go back in time and stop that from we happening. Could. Yeah, and he was trying to do that. He was like, if I get rid of this, this will be the best film, the apex of this idea, no more. Um, should, should we offer a kind of cross 
like multiverse of 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 the Terminator world and send Colin to save. <laughs> Good luck it, pitching it that. May yeah. be a, it um, may be our only hope. <laughs> um, before uh, this episode becomes, uh, you know, where who knows where it could go with this ridiculous question, it is time to hear Dane's question today, because I, I fear we yeah. might not get to it, Dane. Well, which uh, is absolutely fine. It's I like to hear your questions, and, though, um, I don't hear them enough. Well, I mean, we've got, we've got a whole anthology of questions, but um, I, I love what you guys do. I love the idea. I hope I keep the question relatively concise from your own perspectives, yep. uh, either within uh, characters or otherwise. If money or the gaming industry or even space were not limitations, what sport would you like to see either become professionally recognised or globally recognised? Or is there a sport you have created that you would like to become a professional sport? Anthony's nodding quite. Yeah, yeah. Well, when I was on holiday, my friends, we created a sport, which I still think is the best sport ever made. Right. Um, and it's just so we'd be in a circle like this, and you're hitting a ball to each other, like a little. Is it, uh, a swimming pool? It's called Marco, but it's not. People mistake it for Marco Polo. It's not a swimming pool game. Right. Okay. Fine. You can play it near a swimming pool, but I wouldn't. Right. It involves a lot of running around. You got to hit the ball to each other. You're only really allowed one touch. If you make a mistake, you lose a life. You've got three lives. Right. You can make a mistake by it falling towards you. Uh, you know, falling on the ground, yeah. you hit it too far out of someone's reach. But it's like a su- quite a subjective game because if I hit the ball between you guys, mm. if neither of you could could have got it, it's probably my fault. Right. But if one of you could have got it, it's your fault. Mm. And so a lot it of blame, is, lot of blame, that lot goes of blame. On. Lot of blame. You can. It's a personality test. You can tell if someone's a dickhead right. by how they play Marco. Is this how you make friends? It's a, no, game? I've made no friends since two thousand and three. We used right. to play in the ESPN studios a lot. Yeah, when we should have been filming. It's right. a good game. It's a it's a game that requires no equipment apart from a mini football, and um, as many people or as few people as you need. Um, but I even after the holiday so we all played this on holiday after the holiday because it's three lives right mm. so I thought how could I how could you play that with three lives because you always had to remember how many lives mm. so I thought what about three velcro strips right. on your the side of your sleeve that yeah. you could pull down to den- to denote that you're lo- you've lost a life so I had these mocked up and designed and I told my friends and they told me don't what were you talking about yeah, yeah. just that Didn't game was a holi- that. that was a holiday game yeah yeah we don't need we don't need strips you're the one that took it really seriously i took it way too seriously i imagined a league yeah have you and been I imagined... these people since or not we play it occasionally but yeah. i haven't talked about the velcro strips it's just no, too yeah. embarrassing so i mean there, there's many brilliant <laughs> things about working for so many years with anthony but he can gamify anything yeah that that and and ben who is a sometime member of exploding heads is also brilliant at gamifying anything um that they will they will invent the stupidest most ridiculous and you think well no i'm I'm above that i'm not going to get involved Mm. within minutes you're addicted and we're not doing the work we're supposed to be doing because we're playing this newly invented game (laughs) yeah involved i mean we we spent quite a lot of time with a invented game that was going to be my answer yeah about eight years ago yeah yeah howard produced uh, a series of uh (laughs) videos called called big football where we uh we simmed the the england's group at the 2014 world cup with five aside uh, on proper pitches i mean it was a it was an amazing feat of production with no money at all we had cameras on a gantry that's the level we went yeah. to nice and it was, it was big football so you have like five aside goals but you're kicking a yoga ball around yeah it wasn't quite the purest iteration of big football right the, in its purest form big football the, the ball is too big to fit in the goal right that's obviously from a creative perspective <laughs> from a kind of sporting perspective uh, i always thought looking 
back on it, it was the limited amount of goals that we scored that yeah. maybe held us back. But um, <laughs> it, I, I loved it though. Nil-nil thrillers, weren't it, they? It, yeah. the, what was brilliant for me about that was everyone took it seriously. Every, we uh, there were uh, like we played Italy. Costa Rica, Costa Rica. Yeah, well, they called them Costa Rico on purpose, which angered everyone. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I can't remember who the final <laughs> team was, but um, the other teams were made up largely of comedians as well. Right, right. There was no comedy on the day; it was so serious. Yeah. Everyone wanted to. Someone win. got injured. Who got injured? I can't remember who it was now. Uh, I Nathan Cassidy, I think, got yeah, injured because yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he turned up for the Italians wearing a massive gold chain, which was <laughs> ill-advised. Yeah, um, a much more of a Costa Rican thing. Yeah, Costa Rico. It's very Costa Rico to wear gold as a part of your kit. Yeah. yeah, Dan Dan Lease was on Costa Rican's team. He's he's an amazing clown. He, he sets up clowns without borders. Does some amazing work. But he he had a massive like Carlos Valderrama. Not that he was Costa Rican. Yeah, but he played with a Carlos Valderrama wig on. But the videos were funny because everyone was not trying to be funny. Yeah, everyone was just taking it really seriously. Yeah, it did get quite I, serious. I big football. Yeah. But interestingly, that we've just chosen two games that involve balls. Yeah, we're too conditioned with sport to think about because sport could be anything right yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. and if, if 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 gaming everything you just said if there were no limits on finances and everything is there a is there a sport that doesn't exist yet that would become the most popular sport in the world Good it's question. like the, it's like the question correct have you yet listened to your favorite ever song that's yeah exactly it's a good question. I, I um I feel like I may have done, but I leave it open because you know you never know. Yeah. I because uh, obviously the idea is that it's more about what the the emotions that the song conjures really. Yeah. So there could be another song that can make you feel. It'll be linked to conditioning, won't it? Yeah. Because you are conditioned from a young age to feel a way about things because of the environment you're in. So like, you know, I imagine all four of us don't feel a massive. Like whoa, when someone picks up an American football, no. because we didn't grow up around it. Whereas mm. if you did, it will make a massive yeah. difference. Yeah, it depends on. I guess it depends on the context in which they pick it up in as well. But, mm. but I think I think as a, as a thing for me and most a lot of people, predominantly men in previous generations in this country, just the sight of a football. You just run towards it to kick, to kick yeah, it. It's, it's, it's like, like a magpie, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. something shiny, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think on that basis as well, for me. Uh, I feel like the last, the, the next frontier of uh, the elevation of sports entertain or sports entertainment is some kind of interspecies, maybe ball game, like yeah. whether it's like uh, feline volleyball. Yeah. So you, you have to do volleyball with your pet cat or dog. Yeah, I think that would definitely work. Yeah, but I think for me, I think an entire interspecies Olympics yeah. would work. But you have, and I guess the categories would be like equine, feline, canine. Bovine and all the vines, yeah, all the, all the vines, vines. Tim and vine. uh, yeah, Tim Vine, Tim <laughs> Vine as well. And uh, so the idea is that you you got like a relay, but it's like a dog relay. So yeah. you have two humans, yeah. two dogs, and you have like a relay. That's yeah. right. Yeah, I think, I think that'd be that'd cool. Be there, was like, a, yeah. there was a cartoon called the Animal Olympics. I, yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. The trouble with Crufts is I don't know if about you but Cross is fucking boring yeah Dallas yeah. if, if the owners had to do it too yeah, yeah. how exciting would that cats, be yeah. and they brought yeah. in tortoises and they just had a points based system do you remember the a lot of dead factor? old people at Cross if yes. they had to take Crips part in those factor, owners you had yeah. lots of different things they separated like the wheat from the chaff you had like one minute you had like you've got to land a plane in a simulator the next minute you're going around an obstacle course you're driving mm. you're doing things like that that's what I see cats and dogs doing like things that cats can do <laughs> like sleep for uh, yeah, ages yeah. sport Sports that combinations would also be good if that mm. took off. So, like, if you combine crafts with, like, the Marksman event at Pentameter, yeah. where 
the own, the owners of the dogs are trying to get them to win, but there's a whole team of sharpshooters, yeah, just yeah. trying to take the dogs out. That's that's good. Or, or like a hundred meter boxing, where yeah, you're either sprinting to the finish line or you're trying to knock out your opponents yeah in in one line uh, a, yeah i think that's a re- that's a really good idea mm. i'd be surprised if that doesn't happen at some part of the russian territories to be quite yeah. honest yeah like, that would happen because people would be like wrestling bears and stuff that would be my only concern with the interspecies uh sporting events that i want mm. is that obviously doping is bad and performance management drugs well shooting like, is probably shooting is also well. probably not the best unless it's like a tranquilizer we can keep it tranquilized yeah yeah, but, yeah, yeah. or like paintball kind of thing yeah like yeah. if you could mount or a paintball lasers. gun on the back of a cow or lasers and we used lasers for what they were intended for yeah. simulated warfare and not burning lasers. pubic hair off things yeah. Yeah. then because that's weird that we use lasers for that is this is not the future not I envisioned yeah. 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 Like, no lightsabers have... but you can shoot hair off your balls that's for sure <laughs> you could have a competition with crack shot marksmen with lasers trying to shoot all the pubic hair off somebody mm. oh, I think there's probably a porn movie of that somewhere <laughs> uh, I've got two answers to this question very specific answers uh, firstly is the answer is the Running Man film by uh, featuring Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. because I think ultimately if Colin has his way but Paul Verhoeven produced uh, the yeah. direct, he produced it I don't know if he directed it but he, he produced it director. he produced, he produced okay. Running Man yeah, yeah. Um, great film uh, uh, Harold Faltermeyer did the soundtrack if anyone cares Sharon about that Sharon Stone's in that film isn't she? Uh, oh, yeah she's got a small role right small at the beginning role. yeah yeah, yeah. Um, was she? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's late she's an exec at the TV oh, uh, network oh that's cool um, she was a Total Recall as well but wasn't she? in case the yeah, listeners don't know Running Man is a film with Arnold Schwarzenegger in which he gets um have to go and basically do some kind of like gladiators game a gladiators yeah. game uh, where they're basically hunting to kill these people and if they don't get hunted and killed you win a big prize and I think if Colin it's a very, good, it's a very good satirical film it's really clever it's very, especially especially. I don't know if you noticed this Howard you mm. know the other people that join uh, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. is it the black guy yeah, yeah. The, the, the geeky the, guy yeah the geeky guy who's called Weiss yeah yeah, we know is, where he's yeah, yeah. You know where the he's, Jewish and the black guy yeah, yeah, yeah the Jewish yeah, and the black guy yeah, no, and, yeah, yeah. And, and the Latin woman yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, 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 no. it's just <laughs> worth pointing out uh, if anyone's keeping a track of everything that goes on in this podcast that towards the end of that uh, Saffron towards the end of that film um, he you know I'm spoiler but like you know Arnie wins and he's with this Latino girl and, uh, you know, they're like, oh, God, we won. Uh, that's not the script, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> they, get, they, get, they get mourny, basically. No, no, if you, if really... you're familiar with films of the 80s and 90s, everybody who experiences some level of mortal danger, mm. yeah. for most of us, why it would produce feelings of trauma and the need for therapy and yeah. antidepressants, everyone just gets really horny. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that guy's arm came off quite easily. Fancy a shag. <laughs> that's how films well, are made is, in those this, days. You literally know it because he, he, she, she gives this data card that reveals all the truths behind the evil corporation. Yeah, and they're watching the world collapse together, and they're like, you know, almost arm in arm. And Arnie just turns around to her and goes, um, "So where did you hide that card?" And she just looks at him and smiles, as if to say, "Well, it's my fanny, wasn't it?" Yeah, yeah. it's really wow. weird bit of that film. It's like a really weird last line of a film. Yeah, yeah, I just smuggled out my fanny to save the world, mate. <laughs> it, make, it makes you feel better. Do you remember the guy that was a mutant in Total Recall? One of the guys, and he turned out to be the uh, actor from uh, Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah. Who played uh, the FBI guy, Hank. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on a mutant total recall. Go back, go back and look. It's basically vaginas on his head. Yeah. Wow. Um, uh, and so, <laughs> so my second like answer, the, 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 the little sores are yeah, yeah. basically vaginas. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Vagina head. If you look in the credits, it's there. Um, but my second one, which isn't I running, go, man, I was going to go pussy face. <laughs> <laughs> is um, my second answer is based on the fact that um, you know 
as I've talked about on this show a few times, Dane invented a, a show a while ago, yes. a pet game show, <coughs> one of BAFTA, and um, it, um, I've always wanted to do it again, not with pets. Now I have children. Yeah. Uh, I look at children and think, God, I could turn my child into games really easily. Yeah. Like, he's so focused on the things he does and there's times in his life where if I kind of formatted it up it's a great game show so what's well, your also what is it, ha- a children's having, olympics so like, like, fun ha- but like fun house mm. but with younger kids I tell like, he's two right so like <laughs> for example if you went back a year ago and he was one obviously you can do the maths yourselves there yeah. um, <laughs> but, um, he, he used to eat a yogurt and basically I would used to think okay what would be great games if I had two of him right now and I gave them both the yogurt who could cover the most of their face the surface area of their face with the yogurt because to be honest with you he'd cover at least 50-60% yeah. of it um, and that would be I mean that's what happens with yogurts and children you know oh. that, that goes everywhere um, yeah uh, yeah it was fine I uh, um, I have a friend who's a primary school teacher and he does sports day every year and I said it must be dull having to sit through that and he said no we gamble <laughs> All of the teachers we gamble on it. <laughs> Not going like to name that. the school or the teacher. Like but, we put um, bets like on that. these children doing their sixty meter sprints. They're human. Listen, teachers are humans too. Teachers yeah. are humans, right. and they can. He said, "I made. You know, we do each each one. We put a quid on each race, wow. so it adds up to like thirty quid over the day." And Fantastic. he was like, "Yeah, I made like I made like twenty five quid." Listen, people. Year. The mafia used to let people bet on college basketball. Yeah, I see what the big difference. The baby is, games. Like, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. The baby games. The baby games. Right? The Hunger yeah. Games. Yeah, I wanted to kind of combine the two, but yeah. not as violent. Um, so well, those are my answers. Also, do you, uh, just very quickly as well. Do you know the game Patball? Mm, yes. Yeah, yeah. Of course. I feel like that should have gone to the Olympics. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's very it's similar to um, somewhere between squash or handball. Hmm. But okay. basically, you you hit the ball with your hand, obviously, and I'll pat it, I guess. And the ball has to bounce once before it hits the wall. Okay. And then, yeah, that's your serve. And then when the ball bounces back off the wall, your opponent does it. Yeah. And uh, there's other kind of styles you can do, like what's called a low cut, which is basically hitting the ball very hard. So it's very tennessee. Very tennessee. Very tennessee, basically, up against the wall. And that's what we're going to do after the show. So I think think that should definitely (laughs) become a sport by now. Nice game, Pat Ball. And uh, we'll get the Velcro strips out for uh, later. And shout out to Kirby before we finish up. Oh, Kirby. Um, But it's been a good episode, isn't it, Dave? We should have these guys back, hasn't it? It's been quite fun. It's been a great episode. Uh, They're willing to come back. We would definitely uh, have you come back and uh, would love to appear on your podcast as well. But uh, in the meantime, we've We've been able to enjoy our company. I mean, it exists, their podcast, but it's, it's in a fictional world, so we can't go on it. Yeah, what, you, you, what, you, you, you can, can write you in. Yeah, you, you can write you, yeah, you, yeah, you in. What, what do you define as fictional nowadays, Howard? Well, doesn't take much. <laughs> okay. We're in a text of a little app, and then we're good to go. Fine, okay. Um, but until we can arrive at that point, uh, where can our listeners and viewers find out about your great works, guys? We uh, So the podcast is called Sports Horn, and that's available on where, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, and our general, like the Colin videos, are all on Twitter. And I know it's a bin fire at the moment, so we're trying to upload as much to Instagram as we can. But uh, look for the exploding heads on either platform. Okay. And we Sorry. fully endorse that message because it's funny. Like, it actually makes me laugh. Nothing really makes me laugh anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they actually make me laugh, guys. <laughs> so, many, so many more questions Probably. about that, Howard. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to unpack another time. But again, guys, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having us. It's been it's been great. I've had a ball. I, I, I was all right. <laughs> better, better than Oracle in Reading. <laughs> yeah, I haven't shot myself. Yeah, see.
You've been listening to Dane Baptiste Questions Everything, hosted by Dane Baptiste and myself, Howard Cohen. For more from Dane and myself, make sure you follow us on Instagram at DaneSnapTiste and at the Howard Cohen. You can now support us on Patreon. Just search DBQE Podcast and unlock ad-free content and you can watch the full-length video of the podcast. Please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. If you have a question for Dane, make sure you send us a DM on Instagram at DBQE Podcast and we could feature you in our next episode. Thanks for listening, guys. And remember, question everything. Insanity Group. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.